Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, which you can find on all your podcast services. Joined by two of my good friends, Mr. Ainsley Bowden and Joseph Moran. Ainsley Bowden, host of Season Gaming's Bitcast. How are you, sir? Good evening. Salutations. How are you? I do well, man. It is good to have you here. I feel like we just talked. Yeah, like we just talked. Uh, indeed, we did just uh, talk as you were on Xbox Expansion Pass uh, just a few days ago at the time of this recording to talk about Halo, which we will do today. Sadly, uh, having to well. tell you about Halo, which sucks. That's true. That is true. But such is the nature of betas. Yes. Uh, informed in the world of Halo Infinite is also our good friend, well, Mr. Badbit, don't, Joseph Don't Moran. overstate it. Don't overstate it. <laughs> Joseph Moran, <laughs> host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation true. podcast. How are Actually, you, sir? Can I say something oh. before he even says hello? Yeah, I would love that. I I actually anytime give, he doesn't I, talk. I actually <laughs> want to give Joe props. Because I, don't like that. I know, I know. I, I got to do it, though, because it's only right. Okay. He played very well at Halo this weekend. That's right. He did. He did. Yeah. That's right. He did. Yeah. He did well. He did well. He's, proud he's obnoxiously good at multiplayer games. I, I was proud of him. Yeah, I was proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my screwdriver today, boys, just for this conversation. We need that. Okay, that's good. I'm going to need yeah. that. I hope you got your cool. thermal paste because uh, this, this oh, show's going to be fire. This right. show's going to be fire. In this episode of Cast Co-op, we're going to be I talking you, about <laughs> that Halo Infinite podcast. All right, that Halo Infinite beta. See, now you yeah. throw it off. That Halo Infinite beta is on the docket. We'll be talking about how the indie games of 2021 are doing a good job of filling the gap for AAA. And we're going to talk about how the PlayStation 5 is a badly engineered system. It's a badly engineered system. I'm saying it. I'm here to say it. Uh, there's no fanboy here. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he's zooming in. He's zooming in. <laughs> we I'm shocked. We got the effects. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. Luke bus driver lore. I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. You're suspended. Mm-hmm. You're suspended. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um let's start off with the topic of the hour. What my social media social media feed was filled with this past weekend, Halo Infinite. You both got into that Halo Infinite beta. I know you're both raving about it as are uh it's near universal at this point, which is pretty mm-hmm. darn incredible, all things considered, uh, given the road that Halo Infinite has been on. Uh, Joe, yeah. people often in shows like this will call you the PlayStation guy. Admittedly, we play on all our systems, uh, but you have been uh, a PlayStation and I'm uh, sorry, you've been a Halo fan for 47 years. Uh, tell me a little bit about Halo and how that Halo Infinite beta went. Okay, so I've been about a Halo fan for about 20 years now. All right, I could actually say that, not 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 joking. I've been a fan since the original Combat Evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, fell off with Halo 4, actually. Uh, okay. Tried to get back on with Halo 5. Didn't click when it launched. Yeah. Uh, but then coming back to Halo 5 with the hype that was Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging where the series has been. Overall, okay. there's never been a bad Halo game. There's only been good halo games and great halo games halo infinite really feels to me it feels like if i'm shooting the br it kind of feels like two uh Mm -hmm. it it the arenas feel a little bit like three especially in the uh the Mm power-ups uh kind of perfected the idea that they had in three with this one uh it feels smaller. It feels like an arena. I was never a fan of the Halo 4 maps. 
um, revisiting them in the Master Chief Collection. And Halo 5 maps as well have not been my favorite. There's nothing, there's not one of them that I, I think of and go, oh my God, that's the map. <laughs> right. Right. There is no like Blood Gulch to me or Valhalla. Um, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite Man, every single map, well, two out of three of the maps I really like. So Recharge is great. Um, the first map that I'm, Live I'm, Fire. Live Fire is great. Don't know how I feel about Bazaar yet. And that's really the only negative thing I have to say about the beta is this one map I'm not the biggest fan of, but everything else so far, and Ains, you'll say it, it's, it's feeling good. It's feeling real good. So that's where I am right now, Luke. Feeling good. I'm like, okay. All right. So positive praise all around. If you're able to, to, to nitpick at, at something and say, you know, not quite so great uh, for you there. Ains, uh, I know that you are raving on it from our previous conversations, yeah. but for any listener that missed uh, BitCast or XEP, uh, how all, dare all you. things positive? How dare yeah, you? A, how dare you? All things yeah. positive? Yes. In fact, I think Joe said it well. Um, I, I told someone that this feels like a perfect combination of Halo 5 and Halo 2. And I mean that in the best way possible. It's modern. It's fast. Uh, the clambering is critical, right, to, to move up levels. Uh, there's a lot of verticality in the maps. But in, in ways that really, really matter from a competitive standpoint, it feels like classic Halo. And I mean that, again, in a really good way. Uh, all the weapons have punch. A lot of good balance in them. Uh, no mechanics. It, it's like refined, right? Like Halo 5 was excellent. And I still think Halo 5 is the best multiplayer's ever been in Halo. But it was complicated mechanically. There were things that just were added to the sandbox that didn't need to be added or didn't really add anything from a competitive standpoint. And they've, they've cleaned that up here. So it's, yeah, what Joe says, right. My biggest complaints about the beta are twofold. Um, and Joe and I played a lot together this weekend. So we kind of probably, you know, share some similar thoughts there. Um, Bizarre, the third map is beautiful. There's a lot of cool jumps and uh, again, verticality. Verticality is kind of a theme. Um, and, and, you know, ways to move around the map, but it's, it's very centralized. Like all the action takes place right in the center of it, which I've never been a fan of in maps because it just limits the, I always feel like I I'm confused as to where to go. Right. Like that, like to me or not confused, I'm apprehensive where to go because you move, it feels like a few feet in front of you once you're in a spawn and you're, you're in it. Like that's, that's the whole fight. Yeah, you have these two balconies overlooking yeah. each other in a kill kill box. Is yeah, right in the much. center. It yeah. feels like a gears map, which yeah. gears plays very differently, so it makes sense in gears. But this, it just didn't feel that great to play. Um, and then my only other complaint, and, and this shows you how good it is because we're really nitpicking, right? Is the melee range is too long. You can lunge kind of with your melee uh mm-hmm. from a distance that i think w- i personally think they will tune that down because competitive players always complain about that um okay. the rest of the game just feels phenomenal uh phenomenal like to to put into perspective right we played uh, joe i know you're up there with me i mean tens and tens i told luke if not over a hundred matches right probably easily um and that's a beta with a handful of maps against bots mm-hmm. like you know, I mean, it's the smallest slice of what Halo Infinite's going to be. Well, that's that's where I want to kind of put a an asterisk next to a lot of this is the praise we're seeing came from a, a small user base. They rolled it out to a good number of people, but a lot of people excluded from the from the first beta, as you would expect. And that's not a complaint. But 
all but like two hours of this multi-day experience were against bots. So you're yep. feeling success the entire time. Um, what would you say to to the idea that maybe you guys are a bit biased because you felt success the whole time versus the frustration of getting just absolutely wrecked? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the coolest part in that beta was, A, I love the moment-to-moment -moment interaction with and communication between the team and the 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 beta testers mm -hmm. um first thing i do want to mention this is the best sounding halo period like it's just amazing. i've every gun has oomph to it man like shout out to the commando a gun you shouldn't <laughs> be holding down the trigger to when you're shooting and man it just feels so great um but we got to play against players and we were getting absolutely destroyed. It got There's sweaty real fast. <laughs> very sweaty. <laughs> and it still felt so good jumping back into the bot matches where it is like I'm rolling over these. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it, it wasn't a challenge. And after a while, you think like, oh, I'm just playing against bots. Well, this is going to get boring, but... I mean, I was in a party with Ains till I think like two in the morning, like playing like mm -hmm. four hours straight. So it, it, sh it goes to show that, yeah, there's, there's magic here in the mechanics. It, it feels really nice. And yeah, some of it may be the bots and we'll see when we actually get player V player in mm -hmm. it for real this time, not just an hour, but mm -hmm. so far it just, it feels so fun to play. It's so rewarding to play mm -hmm. that it's not about winning. Because it, it would get boring if I was constantly winning too. So it, it, it really is, there's, there's a magic here. Yeah, I completely agree. You said it well, Joe. Um, that I think I played four or five matches against players. And I want to say, one, I know one, two, lost two. I don't know if there was a fifth. Uh, in, in the two losses, they weren't pretty. I mean, yeah. there are some seriously good Halo players playing, mm -hmm. which you go to, go to figure, right? These are your long-term insiders, probably a right. lot of good players um and, and it just got i think we lost one match like 50 to 13. <laughs> so i mean yeah it got rough real fast um but we did win a couple as well and i guess um that's going to be halo halo it has a high skill gap i think mm -hmm. the high, i think the skill gap in this game is going to be even bigger mm -hmm. than halo 5 uh and especially 4 which is going to be uh which only emphasizes the importance of the bots and the academy and getting new players the capability to practice right mm -hmm. and let's not forget too um you know we say things like uh, is it only going to be fun playing against bots for certain people well probably there are those people who just want to win every game right yeah, but sure. you can play against bots every game there mm -hmm. there's bots in you know custom games there's bots in academy you can set up any games you want so if it's one of those things where you just want to play super casually then by all means but um, I think the combination, even the even the games that got really, really challenging with high level players, those aren't the type of players that your average player is going to play when they go into matchmaking this fall. Right. Those are going to be your guys who are in, you know, platinum, diamond, onyx ranked arena matches, you know, yeah. not your social big teams or casual games. I also want to mention this as I walk away from from this beta uh, is two words, mobility <laughs> and momentum. Uh, that's something you don't hear a lot in Halo. Mobility-wise, it's very slow. Um, and with, you know, games like Call of Duty implementing Sprint, there's always been that debate of, should there be Sprint in Halo? The way that you build your momentum in Halo this time around, there is a Sprint, but it, it's really 
the animation's there to trick you like you're going way faster than you actually are. But -hmm. there's a cool mechanic where you where you slide and jump where the slides while you're running it it, it builds this cool rhythm that you have when you're navigating uh, the maps it just feel like you're you're building momentum to the next cool play when you engage someone you're you're pouncing on them to attack it's Mm -hmm. it's a really good feeling that i think is going to break up the monotony of of a lot of halo making it fresh without breaking what is the main tenets of halo so joe's on fire tonight (laughs) he's on fire tonight this guy's Um, a thinker he's got it man uh yeah the sprint debate has always been a huge one i despise it um but yeah, what what they've kind sprint of measured or the debate? Oh I, no, I think sprint has to be in Halo. Okay, there, good. Like it has to be in. But right. to Joe's point, the the gap between moving and sprinting in this one is smaller, right? The the base movement speed is faster, so you can basically navigate the map with your weapon ready without sprinting and be successful. Like you, mm-hmm. it's not like Halo Three where it feels like you're moving at two miles an hour. You know what I mean? And can't move. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the advantage of sprinting in this is, yes, it's slightly faster. So if you are trying to get to a weapon or get to an equipment piece, you you can get there faster. Um, but also it enables, as Joe said, you can only slide if you're sprinting, run and slide. And that slide in this game is used in various ways to keep keep your momentum and do kind of special jumps and, uh, you know, movement. Uh, you've already seen some videos probably on Twitter and other social media about it. So I think when the pros get their hands on this game and we start to see what the top players can do, they're really going to find creative ways to use that. And it's a good balance between not sprinting and sprinting. Yeah. All right. So you guys have brought, dropped a lot of high level stuff. Like in my mind, I'm hearing a lot of things that uh, a lot of casual players probably are not going to consider. Sure. uh, When it comes to halo infinite. And that is the approach I want you to take this now. Right. Mm. Is the game fun enough to be free to play and keep a player base if we remove our our 20 years of playing Halo and our love for the franchise and whatnot. Is the game fun enough to compete alongside other free-to-play standards like Warzone or Destiny or Fortnite? I'm gonna say yes. And I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna say, and that's me being level-headed. Now I'm gonna be a bit of a fanboy here. <laughs> and if it remains that quality like you know the servers don't absolutely melt come mm-hmm. whenever this game releases if i'm call of duty i'm nervous because i think <laughs> halo is really bringing it this year unlike anything we've seen and it will be on more platforms than ever uh you know for for a halo launch as well right mm-hmm. so this is this thing's gonna be on pc you know uh, a lot of people are gonna be checking this out and to you know to quote paris lily uh, his kid who was not interested in the slightest day one, you saw even his kid got sweaty playing it on day two. So I think there's something here. If it ca- if it captures that youthful audience, that mm-hmm. that battle bus, because um, Halo's gonna need it. I, I think I think we got something. That's the bus I want to be on. I'll say that right now. Say right now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, um. Well, hold think- on, Ains, before you answer, before you answer, this youthful idea. Interrupt me. I'm so That's sorry. Right. I I'm, I profusely apologize. But from the bus, <laughs> I'm looking out the window. Uh, yeah, this youthful approach is no important. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, is, is absolutely the key to Halo's relevance. That is why Halo has fallen apart uh, in the last few years. Because 
hardcore fans have known that Halo 5 has been a, a pretty decent thing, all things considered. Halo 4, a great story in and of itself. But I distinctly remember an article I read in Game Informer back when I was in college, a long time ago, about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The first one, very first one. And the question was asked if they were concerned. I believe they were launching alongside a Halo something. And they were asked if they were nervous about Halo. And they were just like, no. End of article. I wonder if maybe this is this is, is uh, a coming back of sorts. Because it was the youths that brought Call of Duty to its huge numbers. Uh, and, and I'm curious if that's going to be the case there. Uh, Ains, do you see enough there, emote-wise, fun, silliness, art-wise, while still still being Halo, keeping the core of Halo in there? <laughs> it's I not think, a fair um, question. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack here, uh, and a lot of it is speculation. I think, um, you know, if you would have asked me a couple months ago, I would have said no. Uh, mm-hmm. I would always answer that. And, and I always say this is that Halo's skill gap between low and high is very broad, right? And it's a very hard game to get into and understand the mechanics of uh, without getting crushed in multiplayer. And when you get crushed early in multiplayer, it it removes the will to continue for a lot of people. Right. Um, I I don't know if that's changed. Uh, in fact, like I said already, I think the skill gap in infinite is going to be higher than five. Uh, now they're going to do things like we said, bots, Academy, other things, training to kind of acclimate you to the game, but it's still not a game where you just spawn with a weapon and point and shoot and do well. You, it's just never going to be that game. That's not halo. Um, it wouldn't be halo otherwise. Right. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the thing is now is that this preview was so good. Um, and I saw so many people playing it endlessly like we've already said just against bots bringing new players in seeing an excitement in the air that we have not seen for halo in many years um i'm starting to think they may be able to somehow pull off the impossible and there's there's a couple other reasons i think that too one i was actually reading some long posts from prior halo pros uh, that were big in Halo 5 HCS in 2015 through maybe t- early 2017 when the game launched. Mm-hmm. And they were posting clips from Infinite and they were telling the story of how HCS kind of fell apart for Halo mm-hmm. 5. Now, HCS? For oh, I'm sorry, Halo Championship Series. So this is the eSports League for Halo, right? Okay. It was very big in about 2016 and it kind of just fell off. Um, there's an entire team now at 343 dedicated with former pros to making HCS successful again. And they have a new partnership in place as well for broadcasting. This is going to be a big thing. Um, That's really cool. Yes. It's also, as we all know, it's free to play. It's also on PC and it's cross play. And for the first time, I think at any competitive game I've seen, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. They've already announced that the pro league HCS again is going to be Fully cross-play, PC, console, mouse, and keyboard all together, which I don't think has been done before. That's and the weird. reason it that's is weird. weird. The reason I think that's important, again, if they can pull it off, is that it's basically making one Halo community, whereas mm-hmm. most games separate uh, all kinds of different ways, whether it be platform, input, all these other things. Now on console, if we're playing right, we don't have to play against mouse and keyboard. It'll be input-based if we want. Thank God. But, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I only bring all these things up to say that 343 is thinking in a holistic way about 
the success of Infinite that I don't think they have before. I think they've learned a lot of lessons over the past near decade now since Halo 4 launched. Mm -hmm. um, and this extra time they've had has also benefited them to make sure this game is truly ready to go. Um, I think there's probably enough, especially if you look at 12 on 12 big team, where you can more kind of goof off and have fun than what we were playing in competitive. I think um, there's enough there that will uh, capture the uh, the thought process of new players. Um, it, it just plays well. I'm confident. Honestly, I'm 100% I'm confident right now in saying that this game will launch better in a better state and in a more fun-to-play state than both Battlefield and Call of Duty this year. That's yep. that's my bet. So you're suggesting that perhaps a year delay for a game, as opposed to rushing one out the door, <laughs> is a smart thing to do? <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy, right? Looking at, looking at you, Avengers. And, um, and, and again, like we talked about this on XCP, not to keep going here, but this is a gigantic game in the sense that no other game is delivering as much as this game's delivering, right? It's got an open world campaign. It's got a gigantic multiplayer suite. It's got a pro league. It's got forge. It's got custom games. It's got bots. It's got, I mean, there's so much going into this game um, mm -hmm. that I think, you know, just creates all sorts of different avenues for people to interact with. And the environment now, even though it's only been six years, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, the environment now in the gaming community now compared to 2015 when Halo 5 launches, massively different. Different, mm -hmm. excuse me. Massively. Uh, mm -hmm. Streamers are huge, right? I mean, YouTube is huge. And and I just foresee a lot of people um, sharing clips and gameplay because this game has that capability um, to really, you know, kind of push this forward in the, the mindset of what you were referring to, Luke. So that was a huge, long-winded answer, but I think... Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a very successful game. I, I'll definitely say it's going to be the most successful Halo to date. The ambition that they are showing with Halo Infinite is something that only a first party can do and that only a first party should do. If Battlefield was going to these links, I would wonder why. But if it came to the God of War Ragnarok equivalents of, of, of this level... That's something they need to do. You need stuff like this in your exclusive Pantheon. Uh, and it's nice to see Microsoft getting it because Sea of Thieves, it took a long time to get to that level. Um, a lot of the PlayStation I mean, exclusives in PS3 era didn't have this level of... Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Please take and, over. And, and, I, and I gotta say, this game is important not just for 343, but for Microsoft. This game does need to hit out of the gate. And you, you said it right. There's a lot that, that has to go into Halo. Uh, th this time around and it has to hit immediately yeah. because that stigma of Microsoft games being broken at launch mm -hmm. will be broken if this game is bam on day one everything's works now everything won't work it's you know <laughs> you know this is a huge massive undertaking there will be you know server crashes here or there it's it's gonna be the multiplayer is going to be free but I'm saying if it's mostly stable that that first week is pivotal that's going to change the conversation. And I think that's what Microsoft is taking all the time of the world. Uh, yeah. Case, so. And the reason I said, I'll bet that Halo will land in a better state at launch is for that reason. And one call of duty, we already know behind the scenes is a mess this year. And it's, we we've never gone this far into the year in the past, like decade plus without seeing call of duty. And yet we still haven't seen it this year, which automatically tells you that something's a mess, right? Um, Battlefield hasn't launched successfully, I don't know if ever. 
I've been yeah. there. I've been there at launch since Battlefield Three, which was Same. fifteen years ago, maybe when yeah. whenever Battle Three and that launch was broken. So so was four. So was five. Uh, they just they can't launch well. So I'm hoping yeah. they do. Don't get me wrong, and I love Battlefield, but I, I'm just far more confident in Xbox understanding to Joe's point how important this Halo is and how important launch is and them being ready uh, on day one to hit it out of the park. And if campaign hits with Chief as well, um, and, and to about success of Xbox, if Forza Horizon hits like it has hit, Horizon's been spectacular. Yeah. If those two things hit in that, for you know, I hate to go to meta, but if they're in that 85, 90 meta range, both of them this fall, uh, and there are a couple bangers, then um, you know, these are, <laughs> then uh, that's it's all gonna, it took. It's going to be a huge episodes. boon. A huge boon yeah. for, it's uh, funny. for Xbox. It's it's interesting to me because Halo will. I think Halo is dead if this doesn't land. I really do. Stop it. And I, I it call. I'm calling it how I see it, and I hate that because, like, I mean, you can't really see behind me, but like, you know, I got a lot of Halo stuff all back there. Um, and it, it's nice to see it going in the right direction and it, the delaying a project is expensive. It's difficult, but it looks like a lot of people are starting to wake up to the idea and shout out to cyberpunk for being the most recent big game to kind of remind executives and investors of that. Uh, Ragnarok, I don't think is going to come out in 2022. I really don't. No. Um, for, Forbidden West, I think is a 2022 game, but really I think good. a lot of games are going to be taking the time to get it right because damaging the brand in a world of streamers is far more negative, far more negative than otherwise. And don't forget that look, look back. Microsoft bought Ninja, the biggest streamer of his time because they thought Halo would land at a certain spot. Remember like yep. that was a thing that they were trying to angle with their marketing. God, I'm so glad it didn't work out the way it did. Oof. <laughs> 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 Joe, did you have any other thoughts yeah. on that one before we move on? No, I want to fight over the screwdriver I got. You ready to do this? You ready yeah. to do this? Okay. We're, ladies and gentlemen, let me just let you know, we're going to have a very rational conversation after this one about some of the sure. incredible indie games that have come out this year and that are set to come out this year. But before we do that, it's very important that we recognize a few things. One, there's a lot of good news floating around Xbox right now. Thus, we've had a chance to cover it. Okay. Two, PlayStation's dead, and we need to <laughs> recognize it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not a PlayStation. I mean, this is an Xbox podcast, whatever. PlayStation's dead, because I don't yeah, know if you I guys know. saw this. They uh, finally, finally gave the option to expand that storage. And you need a freaking NASA degree <laughs> to, to figure out how to put this SSD in there. Joe, uh, go ahead and defend this, this mess of a system. Go for it. No, I want you to attack it. Actually, I want to. I want to know why you're so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, go for it. Drink your little, drink your little Power sippy smoothie. sip. Yeah. Go for spinach it. in there. So, yeah. I'll time it. it. I'll time it. How about that? You go I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean back with my Atari shirt and let you guys talk about bad hardware. <sighs> Thank you. Continue. <sighs> the PlayStation Five is an objectively <laughs> badly engineered system. It's too big. They had way too much that they were trying to do with good ideas that led it to be uh, huge. Hey, focus on me, sir. Focus on me. Okay? okay. There's a reason it is shaped the way it is, trying to push out all that hot air. And hot air is what you get when, you, when you're looking at that PlayStation design. Because, <laughs> hey, focus, focus. 
real talk, it's ridiculous when you've got a system that's that big and, and obtruse and they had to stick on. I don't know what you're doing. Show me you building a PC TurboTax here. Yeah, I would, Luke, I want you to build me a thing. To, to, and you're not, it not, took me 25 I'm seconds. I'm trying to talk here. I'm trying. This is my time. You see, get, r- r- yeah, but uh, then you have to put it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Here's the well, thing. then let's, here we go. Let's Keep just put going. this on right here. Okay. The PlayStation 5 is too big. It's too uh-huh. hot, right? It's too hot. It's got those sure. weird collars on there. But really and truly, it is a badly engineered system that was rushed out because you have to take a screwdriver off of your system mm-hmm. to insert an extra memory device that you could buy oh, from man. anywhere. I don't know what these third-party people are making. Sure, Where's my sure. proprietary everything? Has the oh, Vita man. taught us anything? Oh, goodness. Really true. Okay, so joking aside. I think it's a terrible idea that people have to unscrew parts of their system to change where the stand goes on a PlayStation yeah, 5. They had a ba- they had a PlayStation 5 upside down in a commercial, multi-million dollar commercial. It's upside down. They don't even know Her- which way is up. Herman Holstead his upside down. That's right. That's right. And then then in order to expand the storage, I got to screw stuff in and out. I got to make sure I got the right Phillips head. Is it is a Phillips head part 2561? Buy buy a special thing. Don't get the one with it without heatsink. You need to have a heatsink on there, folks. I'm telling you, I've been big gaming 47 years. Heatsink will kill it. Seconds. Look, it's a bad it's a bad solution. It's a solution which is awesome. It's a bad solution that you need to unscrew need parts to do of it your again. system to do it. It's just a bad solution, and I don't know why you're defending it. All joking aside, I don't know why you can't acknowledge that a launch version of a system is badly engineered uh-huh. in this part. I'm glad we've got a solution. But the PS3 was a bad, uh, badly engineered system at launch. The Xbox 360 was atrocious at launch. I mean, the failure rate at that was just absurd. The Xbox One launch, a badly engineered system. I don't know why we, why this is so hard for you to just acknowledge that it's bad that you Here's can unscrew you need parts to of your system. Luke. Here's what you need to acknowledge. Uh-huh. All right? PlayStation went to make a console. They went, if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach uh-huh. to making uh-huh. a console to me. Okay, mm-hmm. you take a yeah. look at the PS3, you take a look at the PS4, all the iterations of they've always given this type of solution to you of like, hey, if you want to expand the solution. storage, you can. Here it is if you want it. Most people are not going to expand their storage of their consoles. Just not. Right? Fair. So they went in sure. with this solution saying, Hey, I know the hardcore players are gonna want this. We're giving mm-hmm. them this option that they know and that they're aware of, mm-hmm. and this is it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a great solution. I don't think it's an awful bad, solution. Bad solution. I think it's a it fine is a solution, one. though. Yeah, it's a, it's, because look, what these kids don't tell you, this is where I'll get all fanboyish <laughs> and talk about shit I don't quite understand. <laughs> tell me about that, Thermal Paste. <laughs> is that the, the driving side of the PlayStation 5 is incredibly fast, and it needs to match those speeds. And like Mark Cerny whispered in our little ears back in March is that he was waiting for these drives to come out so that he mm-hmm. could give them to us. So mm-hmm. they made a console of what they've always done. If an A broke, don't fix it approach. A very safe bet. When it comes to the Xbox design, it's immaculate. I think it is possibly the best des- engineered, designed, whatever console there's ever been. Series X and Series X. Or sorry, Series S. Because they had something to prove. Because mm-hmm. every launch Xbox kind of sucks. Big right? Time. 360, an engineering disaster. The oh, Xbox God. One was a big, giant, fat uh, VCR. <laughs> so they had something to prove. Yeah. 
the PlayStation team didn't have anything to prove. So they go out there to Seagate. They say, hey, let's partner up. You'll get an exclusivity of this drive for X amount of time. If you help us with the R&D of this, this, this memory unit, they agree. They get this little doodad that plugs right in. It's a better solution. It's a great solution. It's a more convenient solution. Yes. Yeah, the Xbox one. It yeah, is also too expensive. You meant Xbox. Yeah. You, meant, you yeah, said sorry, PlayStation. I meant, okay. I meant Xbox. It's also too expensive. It's also way too expensive. Yes. Keep going. And it's something for you can terabyte. absolutely wait for. Yeah. And yes. you, it's, it, it, both of that's these the things. That's the price of that kind of storage. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. For a no, console. I know. Story. I'm just saying that's the yeah. price of that kind of storage. That's just what it is. Yeah. And, and, and so with that, we're having, hold, hold on one sure. sec, Joe. I just want to caveat because, because we were very heated. Like we're joking now, but we were very heated the other night. The premise of this argument is a matter of where consoles fall and PCs do not. Yeah. Don't right? ever attack my fucking son. <laughs> well, uh, your son's great, but your your daughter looks terrible when she's got a disk drive on her. Um, Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. It's, like gross thing. As it's back there. It's back there, right. but I'm glad because it's bulletproof. You know, and here's so the thing. Big. Here's the thing. The, the thing that's awful about this is Sony's verbiage. Right, the way that they've talked about it is bad because it does it does sound like you need a goddamn degree in physics to to figure it out, and really it's just like buy a Western Digital Drive, <laughs> bam, you're done. Right, like yeah. they don't have the recommended. Here's the things you need uh, mm -hmm. uh, list of of hard drives, and I think that's where they they went wrong here. Um, it's the verbiage that sucks. This is probably one of the easiest ways of getting to your storage ever. On a, on a PlayStation. I think the only one that beats it is probably PS3. Uh, one of the PS3s where all you need to do is screw in the back, pull out the panel, pull out the hard drive. You should not that, have to screw anything in on a console as a but solution. But here's the thing. Again, most people, they're not us. Not they're, not, they're, not, they're not doing any of this. So when You're people right. go, oh, this is, a, this is a disaster, whatever. It's like, nah, to me, it's not. To me, this is just a fine solution for those who care. And for those who care, it's... The hardcore audiences that do because really why do you need a ter two terabyte hard drive on here but the serious so, element well you do need a two terabyte the, the games are too big right now for for the i mean in addition oh, okay so that all my argument is is that it's bad it's a bad design like you shouldn't have to unscrew stuff in a console space in the console space to expand your memory you shouldn't have to xbox is a solution with that velocity thing i like it I like mm -hmm. it a lot, but it's too expensive and I'm not buying one at that price. So yeah. it's not perfect. It's a better solution, but it, I think it's a bad system when you have to screw and unscrew parts of your system just to stand it upright or just to uh, expand your memory. I just think it's My a bad My son move. doesn't need a goddamn stand, all right? He's standing right tall right here. Look at this. Look at that beautiful SG shirt in the back that doesn't fit me. <laughs> don't, don't acknowledge that. Acknowledge this. Oh, doesn't need a stand. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I Ains, what do you feel about this, man? What yeah, are Ains, you, we're hey, joking. Ains, what do you got? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Ains? You've been gaming. You've been gaming for what? Forty-seven years. Sixty-seven years. Sixty-nine years. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. What are your thoughts on expandable storage? <laughs> We've already talked about it for too long. Um, <laughs> it uh, it is. I agree. From a console perspective, people expect plug and play. That's what I expect from a console. That's why sure. I game on consoles because I don't like dealing with crap with my PC. However, mm -hmm. Joe's right. Most people won't even know this exists that have a PlayStation. Um, if they do, and they're the type of person that says, how do I expand my storage in a PS5? 
if they're that type of person, then the process is pretty straightforward. And I think it's only going to get easier as time goes on because these drives by next year, your standard NVMe SSDs will be this fast, right? They just haven't caught up yet. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll get easier and easier as time goes on. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Like, yeah, I don't think it's the best design, but it, it impacts so few people. This is not going to have a serious impact on, on anybody, that is, really. That is not so, what Reddit told me. <laughs> I've had people reach out to me, like Xbox guys. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, first of all, why does it matter what I think about this? And second yeah. of all, yeah, it's not a big deal. Can we please stop making this a big deal? I agree. It's not the best design. Completely agree. Um, yeah. plug in, it should be plug and play. They could have done mm -hmm. better. There's a, there's quite a few things on the PS5's design they could have done better. Um, but exactly. to the mass market, to the to the people globally that are buying PS5s, they don't think about this stuff. Yeah. This is this is a social media argument. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also, let me tell you, I have that's the littlest, the smallest complaint. It's not even a complaint with me when it comes to the hard drive. It's the UI that ha took a step back with the PS5. I agree. That it looks like with this beta that is out, uh, fixes a lot of those things. Now, all I need is just if I hold the PlayStation button in the center of the dual sense, I can yes. turn off. The I do that every machine. time and it just beeps at me and I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Like, oh, it drives me nuts. Again, it can looks like they're fixing a lot of things. And I think the, the thing that's hurt PlayStation this year, and the only thing generally I think that's hurt PlayStation this year, you guys will agree, is their communication hasn't been on point at all because they're just lagging behind because of the, the Rona. You know, um, I think that, that company is in a bit of a disarray right now because, look, when it, when it invests hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, from from the outset of this, you know, global panorama that we're living in, you could tell that they weren't prepared for this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it sounded good on paper at the time, like, oh, man, they're giving all their employees all these computers. But it's like, oh, wait, no, they did not have the infrastructure and they had to build it and release a console at the same exact time. So, yeah, I think they're lagging behind the communications department and the PR department is, is currently on fire because honestly, goodness, they have not been clear with us. And it sucks because if there is a console that has shown me this next generation so far, it is my PlayStation. And it, it, it's it's funny to with me where with, with like haptics or Ratchet and Clank, where, where just are you in general. Action? haptics ratchet and clank returnal demon souls like they've given me what i think next gen should be and with that it still feels like xbox has the good news because they're constantly on point with their communication even mm -hmm. if they haven't shown me until halo now i'm a believer that mm -hmm. what the next gen is all about with them um, that's, that's, that's pretty much my only complaint though, is just the communication. This is not even a joke beyond the UI and beyond the storage, which I already said, I don't care about. Um, and, and maybe I don't care because I primarily do play on my series X. So storage is less of a concern on my PS5. I, <laughs> my biggest complaint with the PS5, give me better thumbsticks on the controller. I, I can't really? stand the dual sense thumbsticks. Please. I've never heard that as a main, mm, as like what? a mainline complaint. Really, that's not a regular the, complaint I've heard. Well, they're the same thumbsticks as a DualShock Four, and mm -hmm. the DualShock Four ain't good. Um, mm -hmm. 
So the dual sense well, is awesome. Well, similar design. They're they're a little different in, yeah. in the texture on on the. Well, they outside. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. They have they have a different texture on the outer rim, but the yeah. the, <laughs> the depth and everything else is the same. Anyway, just I'm again competitive player, man. Give me give me better options. Even if they okay. sold it, like give me an elite option on the PlayStation. Say, would you want an elite controller? Or do yes. you want the back panels? Ooh, b- before you answer, I would yeah. throw all the haptic BS from PlayStation and the, the that we know Xbox is investigating. I would throw all of that out in favor of paddles as a standard Ooh. on both both consoles. You know the I funny mean, thing is, I'm one of those weird players who I, I adore my elite. I don't use the paddles. Why did I'm, you buy an elite controller? Yeah, what's the point? Because the, no. <laughs> Because the thumbsticks, I use a tall stick on the right and a low okay. stick on the left for aiming. Um, and the the movement on them is much better. The triggers are much better. Just the action of your basic things is just way, way better. See, so. for me, I would actually say, as much as I like the dual, the, the sorry, the Elite controller, it's broken too many times on me, uh, which I'll always hold a grudge with. So you I beat actually your do. controllers up, though. I found that that's the case. Everybody's like, what are you doing with your controller? And I... I Maybe it's on me and my gorilla hands, but <laughs> uh, the back button attachment I actually preferred over spending two hundred bucks. If I could spend twenty bucks, put it on the back of my Dual Sense, mm. and it gives me the same functionality, I'm all in. Give I, that's what I actually want the most out of PlayStation right now. Give me a goddamn right after the the press and hold on the PlayStation button. Give me a goddamn back. You want a back button? I want a I want a Dual Sense Elite. Yeah, where you can you can use. Like they should do it like the Astro, where you can move the thumbstick to uh, offset if you want to. Oh, modular. Yeah. yeah, give me that on PlayStation. I'd be happy. That's why when I can, like I'm playing Bloodborne again. I, th- I think I told you that <laughs> I'm using my Nacon, my Nacon Pro, because mm. that controller is amazing. Yeah. Way more comfortable than the DualSense. Um, see, for me, I am I am the weirdest gamer because everybody's like either off or you know same access sticks, whatever they call them. To me, I'm like, you just put a controller in my hand and I'm going to do good. <laughs> like, it really doesn't I'm very matter. Picky. Yeah, I'm very yeah picky. to me, I'm like, whatever. I used to be like offset sticks, but then I, I picked up the Dual Sense, or sorry, Dual Shock 4, and I couldn't, didn't look back. But I have that's no just problems me. with the, the parallel or the offset. It does not bother me either. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. And shout out to our fro, uh, friend Mo, because he really pointed this out. I love that you color, know, by the way. It's amazing. It's, it's a good color. Way. Here's the thing. Yeah, this is why I don't want haptics in my Xbox controller. This thing, how much it's going to cost to repair it? <laughs> nuts. Is this a joke? I don't know. Is this a joke? I don't know. Yeah. 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 This is a joke oh, amongst well. friends. So yeah. you're out of it. Imagine oh, if it's right. a, a dual sense elite to repair that. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Don't Forget even get me. Don't. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you'd have to. Started. I'm going to get a master's in engineering, I think, before yeah. I attempt that. Well, before if once you get it, you can change your storage on a PS5. Um, <laughs> uh, tell me this, Joe. You said you felt like you get a next gen experience now, current gen, but like you know the, yeah. the next gen experience from your PlayStation Five versus your Series X. I am curious what is doing that. I guess you mentioned some games. Uh, some of them are, are like PS3 games, like Demon's Souls. Like I don't know that that yeah. that sells me. Returnal doesn't sell me. But my next gen experience didn't come from Miles. Mm. Uh, the the haptics at the time felt a little gimmicky, which I was scared to tell okay. people for a good while because um, everybody was raving, right? Um, but next gen for me has been 
things like smart delivery. It's been UI refinement. No games yet, yeah. um, but like because I'm playing a lot of the same stuff I played last gen, right? Yeah. Miles is a PS4 game, uh, sure. but it looks better. So I'm seeing glow ups, but it's been smart delivery and UI that has felt next gen ish to me on like OLEDs and stuff. What what, what yeah. what's the difference? What am I missing? Well, two things. I think haptics do play a large role in it. There are people that are anti haptics until. Don't worry, they realize that the Elite Series 2 has them. Uh, but, you know, to me, I think, yeah, the adaptive triggers, the haptic, the dual sense in general is is the next-gen thing you can feel, which is mm-hmm. what most people are going to get because, like, it's about senses. That's why graphics are always pushed because you can see the difference. Uh, with the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, you're hearing and you're feeling the difference. So mm-hmm. for, for me, it's A, it's the dual sense compatibility of it. It's also the speed. So you bring up du- uh, Demon Souls. The, where I go back from the hub world to a, you know, a zone is crazy fast. It's like less than three seconds and I'm, and I'm, I'm in that level. Like there's no mm-hmm. looking at my phone. Uh, when it comes to Ratchet and Clank, th- playing with the riffs and you're just you're just there. You're jumping from area to area instantly. That's that's where I find the next gen features. Going into Returnal as well, there is not a single load time in that game. Is is nuts, and it it breaks it down to like there are just animations where people think it's a loading screen, like getting into your ship. Uh, in Insomni- in in Ratchet and Clank, and Insomniacs actually pointed out that animation's just for aesthetic, like that's not mm. loading anything. That level's already loaded, mm. and that's the thing that is that it blows my mind about it. It's about the speed in which I'm gaming. The less time I'm looking at Twitter is really what the revolution is here for me. Ains were like nine months into this gen. Yeah, uh, what's next gen for you? Um, I think it's a lot of what you both mentioned. I, 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 I'm like 50, 50 between, uh, what Joe said and not. (laughs) So I do think the haptics, uh, impressed me more than I thought they would. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I said, I I said pretty vocally that I thought it was funny that PlayStation was hyping a controller before the console. Um, and that I would be surprised if these haptics are used going forward from third parties. So, so far we've seen some third party support. It's a little more basic at times than some of the first party support. So we'll see how that does. But I, I am impressed at the quality of it. Um, I know everyone says it, but Astrobot just kind of blew me away, right? With what it can actually do. And I'm curious to see what they do going forward. Um, I've said, the funny thing is I've said all along, and I don't know if that's been topped. Maybe Flight Sim has topped it now, no matter what you think of that game. It's an absolute showcase of a game. Um, I was previously saying before Flight Sim that I think Demon Souls and um, Gears 5 were the premier games to really show off the new hardware, both. Uh, if you play, play either of those on Series X or PS5, they're both just absolutely unbelievable. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a pure definition of what Next Gen has been for me. I can tell you one thing. Um, you know, people say, I've seen a lot of people say things like... Um, uh, next gen hasn't felt very next gen, you know, over the past several months. And what I tell those people is that's fine. Go plug in your one X and play on that. And it's like, Oh God, I'm not doing that. Well, then why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously there's benefits to these new systems. And I think a lot of it is just usability, um, to Joe's point, everything's much faster, you know, just from boot up to launching games, quick resume on Xbox is what I call a next gen feature, right? I've, yeah, you can just see you have multiple games running and bounce between them. That's awesome. 
Uh, yeah. PlayStation 5 doesn't have quick resume, but it has like a suspend feature like we know. Mm. But again, it's so much faster. You know, like I could leave Demon Souls on and be back in it within seconds. Um, you know, switching the games and just all those things. Uh, 60 frames. Almost all the games we're playing now are 60 frames. Um, even a lot of the ones from last gen. So that's just a huge upgrade right there too. So there's a lot of little things that add, I think add up to a better experience. Yeah. I think you're right. One of the, it's really cool that we get to play cross gen. It's really noticeable when somebody's in your party and they're on last gen hardware. Hmm. Like I see it in loading screens in a couple different games that are, are cross gen and it's just like, Ooh, what are we waiting on? <laughs> what are we waiting on? I remember when one of our friends, uh, Suddy uh, hat was still on his one X. Luke would always like yell at him, being like, "Hey, poor, get more money, buy a Series X." <laughs> and I thought that was a little out of line, and so did Suddy. But he really was adamant about it, and you got to give props to Luke's heartlessness in that situation. Me meanwhile, in the background, Suddy's dialysis machine is beeping at yeah. us, and I'm like, "Suddy, turn it down. We're playing a game." It's like new Xbox before new blood, Suddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mention that because we did uh, <laughs> Borderlands. Nice. We did four-player Borderlands with my family, and my my son was on the One X. The rest of us were on Series X, and it would be like we'd be in the game already, like killing enemies and looting. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm almost loaded in." Like, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, things like that. I think just heighten the experience. We're gonna. I mean, it's it's early, right? We people forget that we don't. I honestly believe that we have seen more improvements to games in the. How many months has it been? 10 months since launch than we normally do. Yeah. Um, because games have always taken, you know, a year or two at least to really start to stretch hardware. But in this case, because of all the backwards compatibility and improvements to everything else, especially on the Xbox side, we're seeing more improvements than we normally see. Like I said, we're we're suddenly go play like Assassin's Creed Valhalla on a one X or a PS4 and then go play it on your Series X or PS5. It's a night and day difference. You're right. Night and day. Also. And here's the thing, too. Oh, I, and like, no, go for it. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I was I was going to note night and day um, jerk is that you just got an OLED, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. the last time we recorded. That's and he got a better OLED than what he paid for. He sure oh, did. My goodness. Yes. It changed everything. Yeah. I love this thing. It, it changes everything. Yeah. Yep. It really does. Like, I like I I've you know, I. I bought my TV a few years back, my my Sony one, I, and I saw the improvement. I was like, "Well, this is, this is this is the the real deal." Jumping now, like jumping into Ratchet, <laughs> it was <laughs> it melted my brain because I was like, "Okay, both of these screens were are 4K. This one's just OLED. How big of a difference is getting?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. It's like yeah. that 8K that the Sony box says. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. it's like a whole different experience um mesmerized by by the way can i make is. fun of myself for a second please yeah so you guys will uh, want viewers to get a laugh at this so i get the new g1 like we said i've got a 2021 g1 set it up um as i told you joe i'm like meticulous with this stuff right i'm burning in the colors and setting up all my settings on pro calibration settings and stuff so I get it all configured. It's got the new models like yours, Joe, the 2021 have this specific game mode with VRR and support for everything, right? All the game stuff and a very low input latency so that when you're gaming, you know, it's like instant. I get that all configured, right? Like three weeks ago, me and my wife watched a movie and I switched it back to 
the other mode I have configured for HDR movies because game mode does detract from image quality a little bit, right? Yeah. And I'm like a stickler. So we're in the Halo Infinite preview this weekend. Played it Thursday night, played it Friday night. We get to like halfway through Saturday night. And I think it was Mo or Pomp or one of the guys goes, Ains, how's that game mode working out for you? And I was like, holy shit, I don't have game mode on. <laughs> I hadn't been playing games in game mode for like three weeks. Yeah. And I switched over to game mode and I knew it would make a difference. Like it, it was incredibly noticeable how much mm -hmm. more precise Halo Infinite felt in the game mode with the input, you know, the boost on for input latency. I like instantly became more accurate. It was uncanny and I'm yeah, more it's, it's so fast that it took getting used to like, mm -hmm. again, yeah, the response I, time is like, it, honestly, I couldn't believe it made that much of a difference. Like, yeah. yeah. And here's As the thing, too. I'm sorry. Go for it, Luke. God no, you. It, you. I just have an ending joke. No, I'm just joke trying here. to oh, do the ending <laughs> joke. Oh, um, as a reminder to listeners who don't have OLEDs, you got two kidneys. That's true. It's fair. It's fair. You, you don't, don't need, need both one of them. them. You don't yeah. need oh, both. Oh, you don't need both. Huh. No. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry, you need both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, come on. You can make do. Or just new for ones. Um, this young generation, bunch of pansies. <laughs> I think he's like 67, Sonny. Anyway, so no, I, I just want to say it's also really impressive that it, it kind of it's it's kind of funny how we're in this this first year of consoles. It's kind of similar to last generation of consoles where it really is the indie and smaller experiences that are really driving the experiences for the these next gen games uh and and one of the highlights for me being death's door like yeah let's talk about it like returnal hitman ratchet and all of a sudden death's door are my games that are going to be fighting for the end of the year uh mm -hmm. for my game of the year and it's just it's really I don't know. It's really cool to me, uh, Luke. I know you're a big, you're bigger into indies than I am. How are you feeling about it? About the about Death Door specifically, or just the year? Oh, the the year. Um, I could could not be more impressed with with a, the indie space this year because the pandemic absolutely slammed AAA studios. It just slammed AAA studios. They didn't have the infrastructure set up for uh, development at the levels that they were trying to operate. That's why we've seen so many AAA games delay from their original dates. Uh, but indie games or indie studios, many of them work from home anyway or were working very locally and it was very easy. They weren't like sacrificing a, a lot to work at home. So a lot of their development wasn't as impacted, as impacted, right? I'm sure there was plenty of stuff there. Um, and it feels a lot like, to me, the launch of the PlayStation 4, which is that I didn't do both systems at launch in the last generation. I only did PlayStation mm. 4. And PlayStation literally had a campaign, PlayStation Loves Indies. And I played so many indie games at the launch of that system. And in many ways, I feel like that's what's happening right now with my, my Series X uh, and my PlayStation 5, in that many of the AAA games I'm playing are really just carryovers from the end of Xbox One PS4. And Death Store is absolutely a game of the year contender. I had the privilege of talking to the team, which was a highlight of the year for me in terms of interviews. Uh, it 
it and several others just stand out as to be special and fun. And there's more to come. The Ascent just launched. I haven't played enough of it. Ains played a, a good bit of it for review. Um, we're just been treated to a lot of great games and more on the way. And that's mm-hmm. cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Death Store is special. I, I said on XEP, I'm about 60% of the way through it. Um, I actually got home from vacation, started it immediately because uh, Cloud, who reviewed it for us, gave it a 9. And I said it's the first game he's ever given a 9 for us. Mm. Um, so I, I knew you know, he really, really enjoyed it. And I've seen nothing but praise for it. So I started it, really enjoyed it. But then I, I had to review The Ascent and uh, then Halo came. So I haven't gotten back to it yet, but I... I will soon. I'm looking forward to finishing it. But I, I mean, you're not the only guys I've talked. Uh, many that we talk to in the community have it as like their game of the year or one of the best games so far. And to your point, I mean, Ascent, um, you know, I, I gave it a seven, which I would like to remind people means it's a good game. It's a good game. Seven mm-hmm. is not a bad score. Um, so it's a good game. There's fun to be had there. Uh, we've got games like uh, Psychonauts 2 looks amazing. Uh, it's getting a lot of praise already from early previews. we got 12 minutes coming out soon, which looks incredible. Um, what am I forgetting? I mean, there's just a ton of a ton of good indies that are uh, either coming or on the way. And, um, yeah, you're right. It's kind of outside of these handful of tentpole AAA releases, indies have been what we're playing from one week to the next. And mm-hmm. not to talk about it, because I know we do all the time, but it, it honestly has been a boon for Game Pass as well, because a lot of them you get to play through Game Pass, and some of them you might not even known about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so I, like Art of Rally, the Art of Rally is a uh, rally racing game that's coming, I think, next week to Game mm-hmm. Pass that I've been waiting on. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're like, you know, car racing guy, it looks fantastic. Um, so, but there's just, there's tons of experiences like that. Uh, have you guys tried, uh, what's the one that just came out that's getting praised to Omno? I've not I've played, played Omno, Omno, but I've heard about it. How's okay. Omno? It's all right. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm sorry I brought it up. F you, Joe. No, Dang. no, no. no. I, I, I actually, <laughs> item. I, I, item. <laughs> I got it on PSN, um, okay. and it's a really easy three hour plat. So okay. I I appreciate that. I appreciate what it's trying to do. It's trying to give you journey vibes. Okay. Um, it's just the earlier level, early levels, like the first three aren't really great. They're okay. kind of slow. Well, it's actually, I feel like the last three areas that if that okay. was the entire game yeah. would have been way higher for me. It's, it sits at about a seven. It's a good game. Um, and for 18 bucks, uh, at least on the PSN, uh, around there, 1820, probably by the time this goes up, um, definitely worth it. It's, you know, like, like, like our good friend, was it, uh, <laughs> what did the, the guy over at Gearbox state today? It's only 20 bucks. Oh, so yeah. Oh, uh, no, I didn't hear about this. Throw what a, a tender their way. And, uh, what a terrible tweet that support was. Support a single dev. Um, know, so. But we've There's got, also, uh, you know, Keen is coming, which not, I mean, yeah, it, it's, that seems almost like double A, right? It's not a tiny mm-hmm, team, yeah. but uh, That's the it thing. looks fantastic. I, I got a question because yeah. like Kina is a great example. First off, Trophy Room, we have a preview of it. Humble brag. You should check it out. <laughs> but the, what is indie? Like, what is the definition point? of? I don't think there is, is one a, anymore. I, I mean, it, it technically stands for it was independently published, right? Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, it's so hard to define because there's so many games nowadays. I think I think people refer to any game that's not a AAA title as indie. 
Yeah. So, so interesting take on that question uh, for me, Joe, because like we started the year with a game called uh, Cyber Shadow. I don't know if you guys remember. It was very much like Ninja Gaiden. Very good indie game made by yes. like one dude. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing it because they they did the obnoxious thing where he had like achievement points of ranked two and three points. And I'm on playing uh, like, playing a, a Dark Souls 2D uh, kind of homage right now that did the same thing. I got an achievement like three minutes in. And it was for eight points. And I was like, oh, come on. Me. Yeah, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But that started the year. Uh, and then through this year, we've also seen double A games, and I'm thinking about Biomutant right now. Uh, I was going to say Biomutant was only 20 people. Well, okay, so that helps me very much because I just yeah. interviewed the team behind uh, Blightbound, which is yes. published by Devolver. That uh, started as a very small team and ended up in the above 20 range uh, mm-hmm. as well. Meanwhile, there's another game coming out called Residual, one person developer. Uh, and then uh, our, our kind of in the community, Joe Winter, making Song of Iron. He worked yes. on Halo and everything else. Song of Iron, one of the bigger indies of this year. Uh, just one guy. Antonio Lewis making 12 minutes. He's been on XEP, Humble Rag. Uh, <laughs> one guy. I don't yep. know where the line is. Yeah, I, I don't know where the line is. I, I'm looking through our reviews this year because we do a lot of indie games. And I'm seeing other ones, too, that I've forgotten about. Like Battle Axe, was a, it's a throwback to... Uh, Golden Axe from the Sega days, but that's very mm-hmm. highly reviewed. Uh, Narito Boy mm-hmm. um, was a Game Pass game, but uh, another Spanish very studio. What up? <laughs> there you go. Um, so just another, you know, um, very highly rated game. I'm trying to just look through Gods Will Fall, another high rated game. There's, there's a lot. Indie- but long story there- short, there's a lot. Two indies that kind of hit Game Pass recently. One's named one's called Bloodroots. I've not played it. Looks really good. Looks I don't know good. I have it downloaded. Yeah. Uh, and Raji, an ancient tale. That's from an yes. Indian studio. Yes, that's... and very highly regarded as well. Yeah, and it's weird to me that in in a year where releases are slower, there are, there are yeah. indie and double A studios. I don't know why you're laughing, but I missed something. Ains and I are on a break. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Keep going. It's, keep going. it's not you, Luke. It's you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't okay. get it. All right, all right. I'm, I'm um, glad that Ains was about to break where I was about to break. What's we'll <laughs> yeah, your answer in the show? You're fine. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Yep. So the idea is that these in, there are so many good indie games showing yeah. up that I can't get to them all. And I try to either play or buy indies with regularity. With regularity. Now that I'm in the financial position I wasn't in four, five, six years ago. Right? Sure. And that's a weird thing that I just, like, Raji, I want to play you. I don't think it's happening for a while. Right. I just don't think it's happening. And then that's a, a, an odd thing, but they're doing, there's so many good games coming through. Yeah. Yeah. So many good games. I got home from vacation two weeks ago and I, and I downloaded eight games off a game pass. Well, seven games off a game pass and death store. Um, that, you know, you just named most of them, but there's just so many and there's more coming soon. It's just, it's endless. But what I am thankful for, I don't know about you guys and Joe, I'm sorry to interrupt what you were about to say all i was going to add was that um it it feels like um at least in some vein there's more indies than ever but more of them are breaking through into kind of the mainstream uh awareness whereas i think you know a lot of indies go by the wayside and get missed yeah and like speaking of like shout out to raji because i think i saw friend of the show doc brooke 
play it a few months back and i was looking at i was like oh this is a great little game that i am not in the position of luke i I don't have i'm not a millionaire teacher like like you know (laughs) the easiest job in the world not all of us can live like luke exactly i paid off school everyone it took me 15 years all right (laughs) (laughs) but uh no like like and, and i was like i'd love to play it but i don't know if i have you know, the, the financial backing too. And because it's on Game Pass, I'm going to be able to just check it out. And uh, and and I really, I, I really dig that. I love that indies are being taken more seriously where we're starting to ask these questions of what is truly an indie game? Because mm-hmm. there are games like Death Store that don't really do anything in terms of showing that next-gen power, but are so good that it's rivaling these games, at least in my head, that mm-hmm. are giving me the quote-unquote next-gen you know, feeling. And that's, that's just awesome to see that there's these small teams that are just crafting literal masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And... When we take a look at like, yeah, is Hades an indie studio? I wouldn't say that anymore. Super giant. Yeah, they've grown. Yeah. Like, is Death Store technically backed by a a big, quote unquote, indie publisher? Um, You know, it's just. Death Store was two people plus a couple others that that helped. So Um, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, man. It's, we're in an awesome place in video games. And we get mm-hmm. caught in the monotony that is the Twitter discourse that I think we we ought to br- try to break through it because yeah there there have been fantastic indie games that for me I was not a connoisseur of the indies like my co-host Kyle but now there are just these stellar experiences that are opening you my can't mind's ignore eye to more yeah. yeah yeah well if you're a man of culture you'll know that like there are indies and games Such like as myself. Uh, such as yourself. That's right. You and are, and you are, and you are also you. a man of culture, and I appreciate that. I do. Um, I try to. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> certain indie games have had various celebrity like inputs here and there, and I'm thinking about uh, Patrick Stewart was in This War of Mine, I believe. Was it This War of Mine? He was in one of the the war narrative ones, and then Volume had Andy Circus. Meanwhile, we've got 12 minutes this year. Yep. Indie game William Defoe. Uh, Professor X from the future, James Daisy McAvoy, Ridley. Daisy Ridley, Ray herself, yeah. ruined Star Wars. By the way, you can't give a girl a lightsaber. Whoa. I don't know how you can do it. It's outrageous! It's outrageous! I mean, shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard and Maquette. Like, yeah, what is this? I don't know about this one. Maquette. Oh, Maquette. See, there's another game I didn't get around to playing. I have it installed. What is it? What is it? She directed a a Star Wars Mandalorian. Maquette. I think it's M A Q U. E T T E E T T E Yeah, uh, it's a it's a game that was on um, PSN Plus back maybe March April Joe. Yeah, easy little puzzler, easy yeah. little puzzle. Uh, again, hmm. another one you could beat in like two three hours. Platinum. Okay, two. and Bryce Dallas Howard was involved in that. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She directed a Star Wars Mandalorian, two episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's gonna direct an Obi One. I don't know if you know this. She's gonna direct an Obi One. I've heard of I've heard of such things, but that's kind of the cool thing. Like, oh yeah, okay. So this is an Annapurna Interactive related game. That's right. Indie, but is it? And that I think it just goes to show how evolved our medium now is. And this war for the indies of you know everybody wants to be on Switch because that sells the most, but really 
Game Pass is going to give you the optics. Sony's got the install base. It's going to PS Now, Game Pass, PS Plus. PS Plus is a great, by the way, great place to get good indies. Uh, from the beginning of PS4 through, we've seen good indies arrive. Uh, Fall Guys had its heyday because of PlayStation Plus. Rocket League. Game Rocket, Rocket League. League. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's just, uh, it's... Rich, I mean, what was the first one they launched on PS4? Because it really kickstarted the great Re- indie. Resogun. Resogun. Thank you. Oh, God. The music in that game is unrivaled. Yeah. Housemark. Um, Housemark does special stuff. And that, I mean, look at that. From Re- from Resogun from and Stardust HD to Returnal. Well, they went to Next Machina. Yeah. They had like, you know, they had like 10, 15 people on Resogun, went to like 30 on Next Machina. Now they're nearly a 100 person studio with Returnal. Yeah. So not indie at all. Goodness. Not now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's called organic growth. <laughs> organic. That's organic growth. Organic growth for those of you who don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Here in the Xbox community, yeah, we, buy our, we buy right. our studios. We buy our studios. If we want it, we buy it. We buy it. Ain't no problem with it. You slap a stick on it. I say, I buy all of the Bethesda's. <laughs> Hashtag acquisitions. Halo Infinite yeah. was suffering. I bought in software. Immediately, the guns are better right there. The guns are better right there. Right there, there. Look at look at Halo couldn't be open world. We bought an Elder Scrolls. Now it's open world. <laughs> you think you've seen something? You wait till That's that right. they're avowed. Oh my god! That's right. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's right. Game Pass kids, it's what's for dinner? <laughs> Game Pass kids are what's for dinner? <laughs> That's right. We eat them up. This yeah. gobble gobble bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yo shout out to playstation now and uh for existing yeah games with gold for both getting good games for ones they yeah, really nailed isn't it that crazy are you subscribing well, we... to playstation now for those games no i i am i am, <laughs> I am I, gosh darn it i am no, i got I, I i i'm playing gravity rush on the trophy room for the trophy room okay we played that about the planet all due and thanks to ps now and then who knows next month Maybe I play near. Maybe I get to attracted to a sexy robot lady. Maybe I play Ghost Runner, get attracted to a sexy robot ninja man. Who knows? Okay. First, I've always wanted to be into Gravity Rush. I had it on Vita, couldn't at the time play it. Yeah. That game looks so cool. I'm really sad it didn't land where it should have. Partially yeah. my fault because I didn't play it. Um, and two, PlayStation Now, the most confusing friggin' service, because you said I'm playing it on now. I'm like, oh, how's that streaming? And then I'm like, oh, wait, you can download PS4 games, but not three, right? Yep, 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 yep. That service needs to get better. Or you can just buy a game for a handful of dollars and not worry about PS Now, but... Yeah, how about you go (laughs) suck an egg? (laughs) I think it's a decent service. I don't think it's... There's obviously it needs work. It's not as good as... uh, game it's, pass. It reminds me of the expandable storage for the PlayStation 5. It's fine. It's a solution. <laughs> it could be better. <laughs> What's wrong, Joe? Did you die a little inside just now? Xbox expansion pass. Four stars on iTunes, kids. <laughs> four. Being a little generous there, boss. Joe hates it. Maybe he this week. Four. Maybe like, this, we got Ainsley Bowden Maybe in this there. week's episode. <laughs> Yo, real talk. Okay, I want to... Yeah. I want to real brag for a minute because okay. xcp is a passion product i do it solo right sure um i'm on i just did episode 93 i've been banking interviews building up because i'm gonna be very busy this fall um so i've got like four or five in the bank which is really cool but 
that is a show that I've had the chance to to have so many different creators now on with the new format and interview so many people like Death Store, like 12 Minutes, uh, and, and like so many other games that are coming out and, and are already out. And I really hope more people are able to check it out because I really would like that sure. thing to 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 uh, I don't want, I don't want to be like famous, but I would like more people more eyes on it. But I feel like I'm doing a, a really good job with XEP. Um, and I hope more people will check it out because I'm approaching episode 100 and I feel like that's a big deal, you know? Well, I'm glad you think that way. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I was talking to Ains. <laughs> I was talking to Ains. <laughs> no, Ains. I think, uh, you know, I'll be dead serious for a second. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I know we've talked offline about this, but I really do think that your show is unique. Um, and it does something that is more unique and more interesting, at least to me, which probably doesn't do much for you because I'm not worth much. <laughs> uh, but it's more interesting to me than the vast majority of the same kind of regurgitation of echo chamber comments we get on a weekly basis on a lot of shows. So uh, I, I've always told you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I hope you continue to see growth because it's awesome. Thanks, man. Or maybe you just said this week. Just, just quit. Just be done. Just, just, just call it. <laughs> quit in ninety nine. You know, just yeah. Yeah. like ah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Was done. Right. Absolutely. And Ains, can I say, can I give you your show uh, compliments? Uh, well, you can in one second. I just got notified oh, by Dan. Breaking news that South Korea has identified a new variant of coronavirus. They are naming Delta Plus, which <laughs> experts believe is even more transmissible than the original Delta variant. So that'll make you sleep well tonight. Anyway, that's cool. I didn't need another panic attack, but that <laughs> urge just went right Yeah, there. man. I'm trying to like celebrate this milestone. <laughs> Hope people will listen to my show. You got a In between Disney big shows Plus and comments, what Delta Plus, you know? Yeah, oh, my goodness gracious. Get vaccinated for God's sake. I was in Florida last week. Just whoa, whoa. You should probably <laughs> automatically quarantine. I am the Delta variant. <laughs> oh no. But honestly, shout out to, to BitCast because I love the, the new iteration so far. Yeah. And Travis is a great yeah, addition congrats. as well. I think Travis is a great fit. Uh there's more changes to come, like I told you guys. There's uh we've got a little more work to transition it to where I want it to be, but we're getting there. So Joe, did you get an invite? to the new transition of any kind <laughs> uh, we talked about this last time but i just want to like really you got you too have been on the show more than anybody else <laughs> i'm just saying that like i would have said no i would have also said nice. no i just wanted <laughs> yeah. to be able to say uh -huh. no uh -huh. yeah you know yeah no I, I um question what were the new games of gold because i don't ever um, let me pull it. I, it I know actually wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. It was Lost Planet 3. Okay. Um, and Lost Planet series is pretty darn cool, all things considered. Darksiders 3, which is very mixed in terms of how people feel about it. Um, three, okay. But but I really like Darksiders 3. Uh, oh gosh, Ains, I, I'm looking literally at it. Okay, bad, bad website design. I'm looking right at it and it's not telling me. Mm -hmm. Just go through. I'm gonna have to click up and click uh -oh. ahead. But Darksiders 3 and Lost Planet 3 were the, the ones that okay. were standing out as being good games with gold. Well, the third one couldn't be great if you don't remember it. Well, honestly, it's the only reason like I, I probably already own it. Off my head is because I don't cover games with gold on season gaming. Ukulele, ukulele, that's it. Uh, oh, which ukulele? Um, you know, I'm a big, big proponent of platformers and banjo coming back. Ukulele was a good game, but if you're gonna play a ukulele, play the second one, which is called the like Endless Layer. I'm forgetting the name. 
It's mm -hmm. a 2D platformer instead of ukulele. It is fantastic. Uh, very mm -hmm. underappreciated. And then the other game was, um, oh, uh, the fighting game, Mark of the Wolves, which yeah. is, uh -huh. I, I, I don't know much about it, but for fighting game fans, uh, Guru is, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, is supposed to be excellent. So Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so good to see that because I'm of the mind that Games of Gold needs to go away. Yeah. Uh, and yet. This is a little better. This is a little better. better. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Like if I'm somebody hey guys, who only has. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, listen, I think we've had all the topics. Okay. This week. And I Damn. think we've done a really great job. I think Joe just have. jumped in and cut the show. He's we like, didn't yeah, get to I'm raise the it. trophy room. We don't need to. All right. Go we on. don't need to because it's our. We already. We don't. We already well, know. No, you're hitting milestones. You're yeah. hitting milestones. Yeah, and I'm real proud of you. I'm real proud yeah. of you because you've been busting your butt with it. Um, you, uh, you, you did the podcast circuits. You're working hard to make sure it's on feeds. You're always yeah. uh, checking the best optimizations. You teach me a lot about podcasting. Probably why I'm not where I am. But you know, um, <laughs> no, but you know what happened? You. Thank you. You know what happened this week? Because one thing that you must know about me, everyone, is that like I don't. I, I used to be a YouTuber. I don't claim that I am anymore. I'm a podcaster. YouTube is just a separate thing onto itself. So I don't focus on it as a metric because it wasn't making me happy. Um, so when I switched to podcasting, I wanted to study what makes podcasts successful. So the one thing that I always bore Kyle with is I like listening to podcasts about podcasts. Um, that because I'm a sociopath, apparently. And so this week, all of a sudden, we were reaching really big highs, just constantly. Like, it seemed like every episode was just outpacing. And then this week episode, it was just like, and eh, we're going to flounder. And it gave me a panic attack really bad. I was like, uh-oh, everybody, my imposter syndrome was right. Mm. <laughs> I'm imploding. And I didn't know this, but uh, good old-fashioned Podbean's been lying to me about my numbers for a very long time. Mm. And actually a lot bigger than I was. So that's always great to see. That was a really nice surprise. And maybe, and this is another part of me, I'm just looking at that statistic wrong. But wow, thank you all for uh, truly listening. I, I, I put out a thing at the end of the Halo beta on the trophy room because I thought it was important. We often see way too much bullshit. Yeah, from, dude, that blew up, which was accounts. awesome. Yeah, like, uh, uh, Horizon sucks, look at Aloy, she's not as attractive. And then you see, like, PlayStation folks going, oh, look at the Master Chief, he looks like a dumb astronaut. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, constant bullcrap. And the one thing that I try the hardest with the trophy room to be is we cover PlayStation, but we have to spread positivity because there's just too much nonsense. So I was very happy to see our halo uh, 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 tweet uh, blow up in the way it did. And I really do hope that some of the devs over at 343 saw that and saw mm -hmm. and got maybe a little, a little happy by it, you know? Um, yeah. Because their work shouldn't go unnoticed. Even if it's not our main ecosystem, we should be praising those folks. They're giving us these experiences. Games are the most complicated art form. If you think about it, you know, it's got a little bit of everything in there. You're interacting with this thing and it shouldn't even exist. And yet it does. And mm -hmm. we lose track of that when we're arguing about SSDs or optics in a controller, all of that. We lose sight of it. What makes games great is when they just get us lost in that world, like a death store or a halo, mm -hmm. you know? Agree. Yes, I do. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, so I guess keep casting that co-op. <laughs> 
I think wait, it's wait, that wait. time. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> First of all, you didn't even give the proper thumbs up. But second of all, didn't Luke, didn't we have a couple comments or something of people asking us questions? I thought. There you go. Uh, we sure did. I felt like I, I referenced one or two of them uh, <laughs> when I brought up Song of Iron because I know uh, Stubbs Gaming wanted us to mention that one. And that was really cool. Uh, Death Store we talked about from JMO Money. Good to have you uh, listening. Captain Logan said uh, they definitely made some odd choices with that system. He's talking about the PS5. They wanted big and f- they wanted it big and flashy and it excels at that. Not having it expanded storage day one was a mistake. It's the software I think is more messed up. Xbox is just beating them in convenience with their OS. Um, I understand where Logan's coming from with the software part, but I feel like it, it, they just it's pandemic stuff. They had some good software at the, the beginning. There's going to be this this lull, which I mean, fine. We've had plenty of holidays where one of the or two or even three of the console makers rely on third party for stuff. Um, and Xbox just happens to have nothing at the beginning of this 2021 and a lot of good stuff towards the end of it. Uh, 2022 will be really where we see the war, I think, taking place. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Usually PlayStation doesn't have anything holiday unless you're launching a PS5 or Spider-Man in early September, but they mm-hmm. usually don't rely on exclusives. I think the one time they did was with Death Stranding and that blew up in their face. So, Yeah, uh, PlayStation games do better when the spotlight is on them and they get to own that week. Which they is, have is, software by way of director's cuts coming out, though, yeah. right? Ghost of Tsushima in August, Death Stranding in September. Um, but I, I think PlayStation games, they're able to get the spotlight because they launch in these times that are not the holiday, that they get that spotlight on them mm-hmm. and, and people look at it. And that's why it astonishes me when I see like Ghost of Tsushima selling so well in the middle of July, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I went. To, I went to continue my Ghost of Tsushima uh, playthrough a couple months ago. My save's not there. So again, fantastic, love it, appreciate Shout it. Shout out to PlayStation, the best engineered thing. <laughs> it's a ma- there's nothing wrong with it actually. <laughs> it was just like you want to experience this fresh, don't you? So you know, start over. Start over. Right. <laughs> they they do need to uh, clean up some of their infrastructure. For sure. Like yeah, dumb, dumb and I delivery. think we've talked about it before. I think the PS5 was a reset in that regard. Like mm-hmm. it's PS5 going forward now. You know what I mean? They, they've yeah. changed that foundation. But anyway, anything else? I think that's it, boys. You can find uh, me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. You can find the Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services, including YouTube. Ains. You can find us at Season Gaming. Uh, I always tell people everything you need is there. You can find me on Twitter as Ains. It's very easy because there's like none of us uh, that are named Ainsley because it's a weird name and nobody names their children Ainsley for the most part, sure. except for new baby girls, uh, uh, according to the 2020 census, which is depressing uh, and exciting at the same time. I don't know why I just said all that, but you can find me on Twitter and find us at Season Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Ains, you want to talk about anything else, buddy? It's not like you need to talk. You need okay? Right. And, uh, you know, keep 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 driving that bus. Keep driving that bus. That broke me. Oh, you can find me over at the Trophy Room PlayStation Show uh, video version on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, it's where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, and all things PlayStation. 
Uh, and yeah, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your RSS feed or podcast service of choice. You can find the show there. So, by the way, shout out to Apple to suddenly changing BitCast to a logo that I haven't used in over three years. They're awesome. <laughs> Apple st- hasn't updated mine in a year and a half. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> They had a a system-wide bug for two months. Didn't tell anybody. (laughs) It's great. It's great there. No problems. My description on Apple still says Project Scarlet, which is really frustrating. (laughs) And I'm trying to, like, I'm really hopeful to get into the top 10 Xbox podcasts of somehow. So I want to be on some list somewhere. It's important to me. And meanwhile, Apple's like, you know, he does Project Scarlet. And it's like the logo is purple. And I'm like, what is that? What filter did you run that through? I haven't seen. I've never had a purple logo. Guys, yeah, are we gonna? Are we here to set up a meeting to fight Tim Cook head on? Yeah, I'm down. I'm I'll down. Fight him Let's right go. there. We're, he looks pretty. We're frail. invading the mother base. <laughs> we're gonna fight Tim Cook and uh, the executives of Activision. Let's do this. <laughs> Actually, Activision ones first, and we gotta go for the ankles. Work our way up with them. Whacking their shins. That's what we're gonna do. I'm absolutely down to that. <laughs> well. Everybody, keep 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 cast keep cast that co-op. You suck. I think your stutter is getting longer every week. We didn't even mention we didn't even mention that this was our tenth episode the whole time. That's par for the course. That.